Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 701, 701. If you'd like to have a copy of it shared, I'll tell you how at the end of the program. Uh, let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape, and uh, we'll get it to you free of charge, including the postage and handling. I've got a strong uh, message from the ninth chapter of Hebrews. Uh, I have music. And I've got letters. Right now, let's pray to the Lord. Lord, that you anoint, that you pour out your blessing, that you use me as your mouth to get your point of view across to the people that have their point of view. Their point of view doesn't mean anything. It's like so much garbage. But your point of view, your word, is the real deal, the real thing. Lord, uh, let people forget about their own ideas, their own accomplishments or things that they want to do themselves, and let them be busy doing your will in these last minutes of time that their souls will not spend eternity in the wrong place. I pray, Lord, that you get your point of view across to everyone. Open up everyone's minds, their hearts, and their souls to receive your point of view and to evacuate, to totally abandon everything that they want to do and to stop living their life, but to begin li allowing you to live your life in and through them. Lord, that we uh, are able to do something constructive, something that is personal and everlasting. It'll last forever, and it'll go. Our works will go right into the kingdom of heaven, and we will follow our works there, and our works will follow eternally in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, Lord, I pray that you destroy all the works of Satan. Don't let any door be open to us if it is not of you. Lord, let us not have anything that's not of you that's a snare that will cause us future hardship. Not at all, Lord. God, close every door for us if it's not of you and open every door that is of you. And we'll give you all the praise, the glory, the thanks for binding Satan here on earth because we're binding him, that you'll bind him in heaven in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says amen. Amen. Now, um, here are the Florida boys to sing for you uh, Battle Hymn of the Republic. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. 
have seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. They have builded him an altar in the evening dues and dance. I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps. His marching on and uh, even when all the patriarchs went to heaven we're still carrying the blood-stained banner of the Lord Jesus Christ still telling people that uh, you know it isn't the sacrifice of animals or any other sacrifice but the blood of Jesus and uh, we are his body therefore we must tread where his body uh, the head of his body wants us to go. And because we're his body. Verse 11 uh, in chapter 9 states, But Christ being come an high priest. Now, we read this yesterday. But I'm getting you familiar with uh, this. So as we go on, you'll be able to put it together what I'm saying. But Christ being come an high priest. Because... Um, he didn't have any sin, but he's a high priest that doesn't have to sacrifice animals for sins because he never committed sins and he never will. And his body will not commit sins either. And in chapter 10, uh, it tells us that if we uh, commit sin after we have been uh, born again of the spirit and we become part of his body, there remains no more forgiveness for us. So pay really strict attention because these words, God, it is impossible for him to lie. Impossible. Absolutely impossible for God to lie. 
These words must be accepted, received into our hearts as the most important thing in the entire universe because it has to do with our eternal, everlasting soul. Uh, but Christ being come and high priest of good things to come. Good things to come. Uh, well, we have all kinds of good things happen to us because when we uh, arrive, when trials and tribulations arrive in our lives, uh, there's something that we have to do. We go to our high priest because we're his body and all God sees is Christ's body, uh, Christ and his body. And the, we, the Lord God Almighty welcomes us when we reach uh, or we have necessities, we have trials and tribulations. He loves the, the good things to come as we can go before God boldly with the blood of Jesus on our soul. Not the blood of animals, but Jesus. Uh, who died once. And so therefore, there remains no other manner of sacrifice for us, but Christ and the blood that he shed, a uh, perfect blood. It was made perfect by obedience to God the Father. He never committed a sin. And the word of God tells us to obey the same uh, things as Christ did. He carried a cross, and uh, we must, after we accept Christ, take up a cross, deny ourselves, and follow Christ. Uh, follow him where? Wherever the spirit of uh, the triune God lives in us. And Christ is the Holy Spirit. He's the Father. And he wants us to do certain things. And we have to be willing to do that. We say, I, I can't do that. This is my life. And, uh, you know, we only live once, and I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't care if people call me a slut or if people call me a pimp or anything. I don't care. Uh, most people are taking pride in that kind of a thing. But, folks, you will not be proud when you stand before the judgment bar of God. You're going to feel, oh, my God, it's true. This is God, I, I, and I'm going to hell. That will be a horrible thing for you to have to face. And you have to face it unless you're saved. If you're saved, you go to the mercy seat of Christ. And then you, uh, you'll be a good, that will be a good thing that's to come because you want to know it says the priest of good things to come. Well, you, uh, stand with the priest. Mary doesn't promise good things to come. She can't because she's not deity. And so therefore you come to Christ because if you do, he, uh, he's a high priest uh, of good things to come. Well, one of these days it's going to come to pass that she's standing before either the mercy seat of Christ or the judgment bar of God. But if you're in Christ, that's a good thing that's going to come. And there's good things. You could, you know, everybody gets into trials and tribulations on this earth. Ted Kennedy, he uh, has been given around uh, just a few months uh, before he dies. And so he's going sailing every day now as though that were the proper thing because he wants some peace 
of mind. Part of his mind has been uh, taken out. And he says he's remorseful because of the situation where he allowed that woman to drown. He said he could have uh, done more to save her life, but she sank in the car and he just let her drown. Well, um, and now he's remorseful, but he's not going about this in the right way. He uh, should know uh, to not be leave Catholic doctrine. He should go to the Lord Jesus Christ and pray, Father uh, God, wash all my former sins away in the precious blood of Jesus. And that way his conscience, well, his, God will forgive him. The blood of Jesus will be applied to his soul and he'll go before the mercy seat of Christ and he'll be in a much better place than he is now. And so he's definitely been given the death sentence according to uh, the press. But he could actually, after he gets saved, he could be healed because the Lord said that he, by my stripes, you were healed. So we're all ready healed. And if we become Christian and state our case, like he's making confessions to the world, which doesn't do any good, it shows that he's sorry for it, but he needs to tell that to the Lord and ask the Lord to wash that away uh, in his blood, because if uh, the sins are not washed away in the blood, it can't be washed away by confessing to people, humans, because there's no virtue of the blood of Jesus. And so if you know him, I've never met the man before. I've met several presidents and their families, but uh, I don't know him. I've never met him. I was asked to do the, uh, the promotion for the entire Democratic Party. But I never got to meet uh, any of the family, okay? But Christ being come on high, I never met him to be able to do anything with him or to tell them or to influence him. Now, but Christ being come and high priest without sin on his soul or ever having sin on his soul, he's a high priest of good things to come. You uh, need a healing how you can come to him. And that, that, isn't that a good thing to be healed or to your loved ones can come to the throne and he will speak up for you and the Lord will see that you're in the body of Christ and God loves his son very much. And he does what he says he will do. He'll heal you and do all kinds of other good things. We don't have any finances, Lord. Come and tell us to send finances into us. And he'll do it by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building. Okay, so now we are a building unto the Lord. We uh, are able to reach him and have good things happen to us by simply asking in faith, believing. Verse 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. 
he entered in to this new tabernacle, which is the kingdom of heaven, once into the holy place. Just one time. So he's finished dying for people. He's uh, gone into the holy place now. Uh, Having obtained uh, eternal redemption for us. Verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh, how much more, verse 14, shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot or without spot, that means without sin, to God, purge your conscience from dead works. Well, Lord, I've wasted, there's so many wasted years that I've wasted. And I have this conscience that's convicting me because I never worked for you. I thought it was important to get a career, a singing career, a dancing career, a sport uh, career, basketball, baseball, football, boxing, wrestling, whatever. But that doesn't do any good at the judgment bar of God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. Now, it doesn't say that Mary is. I mean, this is ridiculous to even mention her name or anybody else's name but Jesus. He's There's only one mediator between God and man, and that's Christ. This is Bible. It's impossible for the Bible to lie. Now, they've got these new Bibles. Uh, some people write and say, why is that you that you say that you only uh, read from the King James? I don't say that. I said start out with the King James Version of the Bible. And then I studied the Hebrew Bible and the Greek Bible. And uh, I don't read Hebrew or Greek, but I do study those Bibles because they have English. They printed it up in English. And that way I studied those Bibles in the Aramaic. And uh, I looked at the other Bibles and I see that they're put together by the government. And the government is the Antichrist. They're telling you that once saved, always saved. And all this other trash that the Baptists and Catholics preach. Uh, But the Catholics are even more harsh. They say that you can buy your way out of purgatory. No, it's appointed unto man once to die, the Bible says, God's word said, and after this, the judgment. So the minute you die, you're not going to, somebody's, nobody's going to pray you out of hell. And there's no place like purgatory. This was an addition to the Catholic cult, so they could hustle more money into their coffers. This was before the I, they took over the IRS, or they came up with the scheme to have a tax collection agency to collect your money so they can bomb places and make the world a desolation to take all the money from the poor and needy people and spend it on after they bomb someplace to rebuild the place. And they just make you hate people. 
I mean, they had us spitting on Japanese and German flags uh, during World War II. And uh, now all of a sudden, oh, we go, oh, no, no, we, uh, we got to love them, you know. And uh, so it's just, they just guide you into all unrighteousness. And verse four, uh, 15, and for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. Not Mary or any saint or Peter. Peter was not the first pope. He was a Jew and he was married. How could a married man uh, be a pope? They don't allow such things in that homosexual child molesting cult. That by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance, eternal life. Okay, verse 16, for where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. In other words, it's like you, this is a will, God's will to us, the New Testament. All these promises belong to us, and they can be ours now because he died. But he died for us so that we could have these things, so all these things would be available to us. And uh, because there's no possible way that we can inherit uh, all the things of God unless God in the flesh died. And then, uh, so it all belongs to us now. Now he rose from the dead, which shows us that we too, because we're uh, human beings as he was, and now we're saved and we have God in us. So therefore, he was God-man, and now we are God-men and women. Uh, so there's the necessity for to him to have died. It's also of necessity be the death of the testator. Now your dad, he may, or your mother may have a will for you, but uh, you're not going to get it until they die. Unless you can talk them into it, but it's not truly uh, a... Uh, Inheritance until the testator is dead. Verse 74, a testament is a force after men are dead. And Christ was a man. Amen? Amen. He was a man with the Spirit of God in him. Otherwise, it is of no strength. There's no power at all while the testator liveth. Uh, so when Christ died on the cross, then he appeared to the, uh, he rose from the dead and appeared to his disciples. And they knew that he was dead. And then he, they know now that he lives. He's alive now. And he said in the book of, uh, Revelation that he said, I'm alive forevermore. No one can kill him now. Uh, but his body, uh, we are his body. Verse 18. Whereupon, Neither the first testament was uh, dedicated without blood. Verse 19, for when Moses had spoken 
every precept to all the people according to the law. He took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop, uh, which is the stuff that grows out of the walls in Israel. You can see it. It's very plentiful in Israel. The hyssop and dunked the hyssop into the blood and then sprinkled both the blood, uh, the book and all the people. Verse 20, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God has enjoined unto you. So the Lord has joined the, uh, all the promises to us and all the curses unto us if we don't keep them. This is all enjoined unto us. But these are the, um, is the uh, testament. Okay, now verse 21. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. Now you'd have to read the New Old Testament in order to know what this is all about. There's lavers and <clears throat> all kinds of instruments that they used in doing this. It was like something that it was very tedious to do, but they knew they had to do it or they'd be dead and in hell. But now we don't have to do all these things. Verse 22, in almost all things are by law, according to the law, purged with blood. All sins are washed away with the blood of Jesus. Almost all things. If you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, no, if you're, you can't be saved. Um, there's no forgiveness here in this world or in the world to come. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Verse 23, it was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with um, better sacrifices than these. Verse 24, For Christ is not entered into holy places made with hands, like the high priests used to be uh, do, which uh, are the figures, or just symbols, figures, or types of the true uh, kingdom of heaven, the true place, the holy place. But into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Well, if he's there for us, what does that mean? That means he's an intercessor. When he, Christ, when we're living in him, when we are like, uh, he's the vine and we're the branches. Or he's the tree and we're uh, the branches. He goes to the father and says, father, I mean, this man is in me. Uh, I know he's doing good. He's our uh, attorney at the judgment bar of God. He uh, never did this thing. He never did it. 
and therefore, or he is a big sinner, and he's come to me now to be born again of the Spirit, and so wash him away, and he will now be fused into me, the vine, and also me, the olive tree. Verse 25. So he's there in the presence of God for one reason, for us. The Lord is still loving us to this very day, to this very minute, to this very second. Verse 25. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest answereth into the holy place every year with blood of others with the blood of goats and bulls and sheep verse 26 for then must be often i have uh, often have suffered since the foundation of the world and christ only suffered and died once but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. All those other sacrifices were just symbolic of him, but he is the true sacrifice. So now, once we are forgiven of sin, we don't sin any longer. Now all these false prophets are saying, oh, don't worry about it, you can sin. Uh, it's no big deal. God loves you, brother. And they are smoking pot while they're telling you that, or uh, snorting snow. Snow, what I mean is heroin. And other drugs. Verse 27. And as it is appointed unto man once to die. So, you're only going to die once, you're not coming back. There's no such thing as reincarnation. When a demon enters into you after uh, somebody dies, that means that isn't reincarnation. There, And this demon enters into you, and you think that you've lived once before, this deja vu garbage. But that you say, I've been here before. I was wanting, I was craving booze, and this drunkard that was a pharmacist died, and his demon entered into me, and that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I became a, a booze-hounded drunk, and I wandered into this uh, drugstore, and I knew where everything was, and I went and got me pills and all kinds of things like this. That's not a reincarnation. That's just a demon body-hopping, going from the dead man's body into your body. And a lot of people say, well, this is my demon, and that's my... Well, it's a demon that lived in somebody else before you. But that doesn't mean that you're going to die and then live again. Unless you're born again of the Spirit, then you still are not going to live again here until the final day. And if you... Uh, uh, you'll be here with Christ. So, and as it is appointed unto men... Just one time to die, but after this, the judgment. So it takes Christ about a flash of a second to judge you and send your soul to hell or uh, put you in heaven. You're just going to die once, and right after this, you're going to be judged. It says this in God's word, and remember, it's impossible for him to lie. Impossible. 
Verse 28, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, everyone that comes unto him, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So you have to be without sin in order to be saved. And so don't tell anybody that you can sin after you've been saved because <laughs> you can see right here in the word of God, which is impossible for him to lie, that that's false. Uh, you have to appear to the Lord and he'll appear to you uh, the second time without sin unto salvation. Well, if you don't have any sin, well, then you're going to be saved. Okay, now for uh, chapter 10. For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things because the law, God had had to honor the law. The law is so strict that even God had to come to the world as a man and uh, the only way that we had a chance to be saved is if God in the flesh died. That's how much the law is legal. Uh, people say, well, we don't, you're not supposed to be legalistic. Well, I'd rather be legal than illegal because you might get by uh, off the hook or uh, at a worldly judge, but you will not get off the hook with God. So you have to come to the Lord so good things to come in, not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the uh, comers, the people that come to be forgiven for the sins, thereunto perfect. So God doesn't want imperfect people in the kingdom of heaven or imperfect spirits. He wants you to be perfect and me to be perfect. Verse 2, for then would they not have ceased to be offered. See, it's uh, the, the actual testator came and he died. He kept the commandments and then he died. He was without sin. For then would they not have ceased to be offered because uh, that the worshipers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins but every year they had to go and get purged by the blood of bulls and uh, animals verse 3 but in these sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year Oh, my God, I sinned. I, you know, it was like a New Year's resolution. I resolved that I wasn't going to sin anymore. But every one of them did, even the priest. Verse 4, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. So that which is perfect, Christ had to come. So that they wouldn't have to keep killing a bunch of bulls and goats and other animals to take away your sins on a yearly basis. Wherefore, verse 5, verse 5, wherefore when he cometh into the world, when God in the flesh came into the world, he saith, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not. 
You don't want bulls and all these things, but a body hast thou prepared for me. Right, and we are that body. God prepared us from before the foundation of the world to be the body of Christ. And uh, Christ, uh, his body was prepared so that uh, it could die and then be raised from the dead again. So he says this, that thou, a body hast thou prepared me. And even Abraham, when he was offering up Isaac, the Lord stopped him. And uh, before that, he, he Isaac says, uh, you know, Father, where is the sacrifice? And he told his son, he says, God will prepare a sacrifice. In other words, Christ, God himself, came into the world who cannot lie or any could not sin. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a chance for us to be saved. He was prepared, as thou prepared me, he says. Thou is not but a body, hast thou prepared me. Not only am I the body that has to die for sins, but we all have to die because we are the body of Christ. We are the temple of God. Verse 6, in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. I don't like it because uh, every year they have to be forgiven again and again and again. I want them to cease from sin once and for all because I hate sin. And these false prophets that say you can sin and that you can't be, per uh, can that you cannot be perfect, they're going to hell. And I want you to know that. And the word of God wants you to know that. Verse seven. Then said I, lo, and the Lord said this, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. And if you're my body and I'm living in you, you better do God's will or I will, I'll not leave or forsake you, but you have left and forsaken me. And so therefore, uh, I have left and forsaken you. Verse 8, above when he said sacrifice, and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin, thou wouldest not. I don't want that, the Lord God said. Neither hadst pleasure therein. I don't have any pleasure in people that keep sinning and then asking for forgiveness, which are uh, offered by the law. Verse 9. Then said he, Lo, and it says, God in Christ, the man, I come to do thy will. Thy will, not mine, O Lord. He taketh away the first covenant that he may establish the second covenant, the New Testament. The first was the first testament, and this is the Old Testament, and this is the New Testament. Verse 10, by the which will we are sanctified, separated through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So 
we're the body of Christ and we're, we are, um, sanctified, set aside through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. And we, the body, are sanctified and separated and made holy through Jesus Christ one time for all time. Remember that, because the word of God is impossible for him to lie. It's impossible. And every high priest standeth daily, this is uh, before, ministering and offering often times the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. Verse 12, but this man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. It's impossible for this to be a lie. Verse 13, from henceforth expecting, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. He's going to put everybody down. And people that go back to sin, they are his enemies. And the Lord is going to make him, uh, these enemies, his footstool. Verse 14, for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified, those that have separated themselves from all sin. Well, you say, well, we're sanctified, but we still sin. You're not sanctified then. For by one offering, the sinless offering, he hath perfected forever his body, his pure body, them that are sanctified, set aside. Verse 15, whereof the Holy Spirit also is a witness to us, for after that he had said before, verse 16, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in there, I'm going to turn the page now, in their hearts, and their minds will I write them. Verse 17. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more because they're never going to sin again. And I take real personal pride in forgiving them forever. That say, that say, not just say they're going to not sin anymore, but those that do not sin anymore. Verse 18. Now. Where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Because they once they made the decision, I'm not going to sin anymore. And they, because they're the body of Christ, do not lie. They cannot. It's impossible for them to lie. So they don't keep stretching their necks looking at the women, looking at boys and men. And the guys, uh, they lower their eyelids and turn away. All right. Now then. Verse 19, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the uh, holiest by the blood of Jesus, because you've been forgiven once and for all, because you said that you're not, you're the body of Christ, and you're not going to, 
you know, trample the blood of Jesus or the, the body of Jesus underfoot. Verse 20, by a new and living way, which he hath uh, consecrated for us. He set it aside for us uh, through the veil, uh, that is to say, his flesh. He let his flesh be killed for us. Verse 21, and having an high priest over the house of God, Verse 22, let us draw near with a true heart. Not a lying heart that says, well, I won't sin anymore, Lord, and then you go and sin. He doesn't want you to come near him anymore. In full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, which is the word of God. It's the Holy Spirit. Verse 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Don't you even waver. For he is faithful that promised. Verse 24, he promised that you'll go to heaven. This is if you don't sin any longer. Verse 24, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love into good works. So we have to consider our brothers and sisters that don't sin. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching the day of the lord and we see it now we see the wrath of god hitting this earth right now all the diseases and all the other things that you see in the news verse 26 for if we sin willfully it doesn't say ignorantly but if you willfully sin after that we have received the knowledge of the truth there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Verse 27, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. So if you, you say that you're for the Lord and you sin, that means you're an adversary. You're against God. Verse 28, he that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Verse 29, of how much sorer punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the son the actual son of the living God, who is God himself come in the flesh, and hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of the power of God. Verse 34, we know him that has said, 
vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense. I'm going to take care of you, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. Matter of fact, the Bible says that judgment shall begin at the house of the Lord. Verse 31. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Verse 32. But call to remembrance the former days in which after ye were illuminated or you started remembering you know the scriptures now ye endured a great fight of affliction well we have to uh, we've got some letters here this will be it so far as the message today but I would study those scriptures if I were you and put them before my eyes because the Bible says that the reproof of the word of God the rereading of it is the way of life and so don't, you can't fool the Lord. You can't shuck God. And so do we have letters? Yes. From Imperial Beach, California. Is the first one. Okay, what do they say? Hello, Pastor. I want to be brief because English is not my first language. Thank you very much for all the material you have sent me. It has really helped me in my spiritual development and in my communion with the Lord. I have also distributed many pieces of literature in San Diego County and in the city of Tijuana, Mexico. I have some stories to tell, but I just want to say that thanks to your teachings, the Lord has used me to save souls, heal people, and cast demons out. Would you please send 2,000 newsletters and other literature in the Spanish language? Please send me any titles you have in stock. Also, please send me, if possible, 300 pieces of evil one-world government in the English language. Thank you. I will mail a check to help cover the cost. May the Lord pay you many times over. Martin Howard from Imperial Beach, California. All right. And do we have another letter? Praise the Lord for that person. Amen. Amen. From Bennu State, Nigeria. Okay, let's hear it. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I wondered after your contributions in the Christendom. You may not know what you are doing, but you are affecting lives, including mine. I read your Messiah book, and I was convinced to follow Christ. I am now born again. I will be thankful if you can send me a Bible, and he gives his address in Nigeria. May God add more grace to you. Thanks, Mr. A. Abel from Benue State, Nigeria. Oh, praise the Lord for you, brother. Okay, uh, it's time to pray now. Uh, we pray to this high priest. Uh, we're not praying to uh, Mary. We're praying to God. Mary's dead. Your spirit is in heaven, but she doesn't hear you. It's the Lord that uh, died for you and rose from you for you and became the Holy Spirit. He wants to enter you now with his Father by the Spirit. So say this prayer, and he will do it for sure. He does not. It's impossible for him to tell you a fable or a lie. Say to him, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father and Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. 
You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord, and share and tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 701. They're free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another perfect instruction into the kingdom of heaven. One day at a time we're to serve him. So don't think of it as uh, years from now. We don't know that we're going to live another minute. So serve him while you're alive. Uh, Here I am to sing. uh, We recorded this at Porter Wagner Studio. Onward Christian Soldiers. National attention has been focused on banner headlines proclaiming Christians are being kidnapped, tortured, committed to mental institutions, accused of brainwashing and mind control. Arise, Christian America. The King is coming. Hold fast. The day of the Lord is here. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war. With the cross of Jesus going on before Christ the royal master leads against the Sure.